Hello, and welcome to No Easy Answer. We are back looking at the theme of the world. Now, if this is the first time you're listening to this, don't start here. (laughs) You need to go back, uh, I think, about to episode three or so when we start talking about the world, because right now we're right in the middle of it, and if you jump into this, trust me, you'll be a little lost. So, uh, jump in at the beginning, follow us along, and today we're looking at uh, three different perspectives on principalities and powers. I said my last podcast we do two. Today we got three. We're doing three for two. That's how we're going to do it here. I'm going to jump right into this because these are some pretty meaty, meaty themes. But the first thing to note is that just because I share some of these uh, gentlemen's perspectives on things does not mean that I support them, does not mean that I believe them, does not mean that I am in agreement with them. But they're out there, and I think it's important for us to at least know what they are, what these people have considered, what they've researched, what they've spent hours and hours and hours looking into, and what they can share with us, and maybe some of it might be a blessing to us. Now, if it isn't, just keep on moving along and don't worry about it. But um, I'm going to jump into that, and then probably not in this podcast due to issues of time, but in the next one, we're going to start looking really at how does Jesus really begin to confront powers and principalities? What does he do about it? What does he say about it? And most importantly, how are we supposed to react to it? Now, these three people we're talking about, they will give us uh, some of their perspectives on what to do about it. And some of them are good, some of them... Oof, okay, well, <laughs> I do a little sidebar just to make sure we don't get in any trouble. Let's begin. So we have our three main um, theologians, although some of them would not identify as theologians, but let's go ahead and get started. We're going to be talking about Mr. Walter Wink, C. Peter Wagner, and Greg Boyd. So let's start with Walter Wink. Now, Walter Wink comes from more of a liberal uh, Christian perspective, so he's kind of... Um, not from a Pentecostal background, although he was involved in the Pentecostal church for a while. Uh, and he's going to talk about powers and principalities through the eyes of systems. Now, when he talks about systems, what he means is that when we have people get together, he'll use the, the example of an angry mob, that all of a sudden this angry mob is, is running through town, throwing rocks, doing whatever it's going to do as an angry mob. And he says, listen, the individuals in that angry mob are acting very differently than if they were acting just as an individual. This is not how people typically act. There seems to be something about this mob, some sort of entity or thing that seems to be exerting some sort of power over this group of people that is more than just the sum of its parts. He will stop short and say it's not going to be a demon. He's going to say it's just something there. there. There's something beyond Uh, something more than just the sum of the parts of this entity, which is causing people to act in ways that they would not normally act. This is what he's talking about when he gets into powers. So he will look at it, like I said, in in the ideas or the lenses of systems. So let me give you a quick example. Let's talk about healthcare. Here in the United States, uh, I think most people would agree that the healthcare system is not the best that it could be. It's not an entirely broken system. There are places in the world where it is absolutely broken, huh? And we really don't know what that looks like. But I think most people would agree that they're not very happy with the system as it is. There could be definitely things done to it. Now, what you think can be done to it to make it better, that depends on your perspective. But I think most people would agree that this is not a 
quote-unquote good system. There are many people that through lack of insurance or through other means they have an accident and all of a sudden they have tens of thousands if not hundreds of thousands of dollars of debt that they will take the rest of their lives to pay off and it is just kind of what is going on here. So Walter Wink would look at this system and be like, aha, here is a system, and this system has a power over it. It's more than just the people going there. The nurse wakes up in the morning and goes out, and she might be Christian, she might not be Christian, but she wants to do good, you know? She's, she's in a profession where she's trying to help people feel better. At the same time, uh, she might go treat someone, and all of a sudden they rack up this bill, and now they have no way to pay for it. Or there's someone that needs treatment, and all of a sudden they can't get treatment for whatever reason, and now the system has exercised a power over these people that need help, and now they cannot get it, or they're actually in worse danger than they were before. So the system is not acting through the lenses of the kingdom of God. It's not acting under the full authority um, and blessing. No, I'm sorry, not authority. Not acting through uh, through the full values of what God wants the system to be. Therefore, it is our job to remind this system that, hey, this system is not doing what it was created to be. And that this system now, if it's reminded and it wakes up, can now be subservient again to God. It can go back and and be good to God as it should be. That's kind of the thing. And now Walter Rink wrote uh, a number of books about this, a, a Powers Trilogy, uh, Naming the Powers, Confronting the Powers, and maybe that's the third one. I can't remember. Um, there's a short summary of all three books called uh, The Powers That Be, um, which is an interesting read. I mean, there's there's some good things in there, and there's some things that I don't agree with, but uh, it is an interesting concept to look at. Um, his main thing, Walter Wink, uh, is that the main structure or story or, or myth, he says, of the world is, is really a myth of violence, that might makes right. And so whoever has the most might is the one that wins, and that therefore the powers, um, whether the political structures or... Um, uh, territorial groupings of people, social groupings of people, um, racial groupings of people, whoever has the most power is the one that gets to determine what is right. And that is very different from what the kingdom of God is about, where God does not create the world through violence. God creates the world as an entity that is good. God creates the world as something that is uh, wonderful. And that we as humans, human beings, all human beings are made in God's image. Therefore, the idea that we can use violence through systems to oppress other people is antithetical to what the kingdom of God is actually about and what God is about. So, he will call out these powers. Now, he's not, again, going to be naming them as demons, per se, as we would understand demons. He'd say these spiritual entities are, again, maybe not entirely spiritual, but they are. It, it's it, it's kind of confusing. I'm, I don't think I have a very clear perspective of what he's actually trying to say. But again, check it out if you're interested in it. Um, okay, so that's Walter Wink in a nutshell, looking at systems, that these pr- uh, principalities and powers are really human-constructed systems that um, have gone awry, have gone astray, and that need to be, and can be, be brought back into the fold of um, the kingdom of God. Let's move on to C. Peter Wagner. Uh, again, just because I mentioned someone here does not mean I agree with him. I <laughs> make that caveat here again as well. 
Okay, so C. Peter Wagner, he was uh, influential in the founding of Fuller Theological Seminary, uh, especially the School for World Missions, and his big thing is he's talking about powers and principalities primarily through a sense of um, territorial spirits. Now, he will most definitely say these spiritual realities are fallen angels. These things are demons. These things that are, that are out there that are working against God. So he would say, and, and he gets most of his kind of basis for this, talking to missionaries and pastors in countries from all over the world. So even though he is American, he's going outside the United States where we tend not to, or we tend to have a very Western uh, rationalistic scientific view, uh, worldview. That means, okay, A plus B equals C. So I got to have, to have C there. I must, I must therefore have A and B. We look at everything through the eyes of, you know, causality. That what caused this? This has something that caused this, and so we got to figure out what this is, is out. And that kind of worldview tends to begin to exclude spiritual realities because we can't necessarily test them, we can't prove them, we can't say that they're always there. And so we begin to only look at the physical realities around us. And physical, it also includes, you know, the, the socials and, and everything of that sort. However, it is definitely in a scientific method that we're doing it through statistics and analysis of these types. Um, so C. Peter Wagner said, we're not going to be able to see these things for what they are in this worldview. We got to get out and talk to people that are in different countries, have different cultures, have different perspectives. And they're the ones that are you know, facing these things clearly and they know exactly what they're talking about. So let's talk to them and get an idea about what's going on. So he does. And uh, he talks to all these people. And basically comes up with this idea, and, and he, he applies kind of the Western worldview to their experiences. So while a lot of these people um, have their own experiences about territorial spirits, about these principalities and powers, they wouldn't necessarily formulate it the way that he comes to formulate it in his different books that he's written on this topic. One of his books being Territorial Spirits. Um, so... His thing is, okay, so, and he'll look at the Bible as well, you know, the, the passage in Daniel where um, Daniel's praying, and then 21 days later after praying, um, you know, this angel shows up and says, hey, Daniel, I've been on the way here, but I got stopped, and I had to fight the Prince of Persia for 21 days, and I couldn't defeat him, so finally, I believe Michael had to come down, or Gabriel, one of the two, forgive me that I can't remember right now. Um, had to come down and help me with it, and now I'm here to help you with your prayer. What can I do for you? So, he says, listen, there are spiritual fights going on over these territories. There's this prince of Persia, and these, these angels were fighting with the prince of Persia, and they needed help to defeat this prince of Persia, and that's what held up this angel getting to, to Daniel to help answer his prayer and to send this message from God to him. So, because of that, he applies that 100% to everywhere, that every single city, every single country, every single area has its own little prince sitting over it. And if we want to see the kingdom of God happen in this area, we first got to go out and we got to bind up that territorial spirit and send it on its way. Now, his big thing is we got to get its name, um, which I'm, again, I don't, just because he says it doesn't mean I approve of it, but he says, you got to get this thing's name. And once you got this thing's name, then you can use all your authority in Christ to send this thing out by its name and it'll be gone. He will talk a lot to, uh, or use a lot of examples from a Argentinian pastor, an evangelist, his name is Carlos uh, Anacondia. 
And Carlos Anacondia um, has this book called Listen to Me, Satan. And he describes some of this, again, not through a, a very systemized uh, system like Wagner's, but just through his own experience. So he'll say when he goes into a new area to do an evangelical, uh, a, uh, a big evangelism, an evangelistic campaign, um, he goes in there and first, let's say the campaign is going to start on Friday night, he'll get there the week before and he and his team will start praying over the entire region. And they want to see the entire region delivered from all the territorial spirits that are there. And he says, I go for the head first. I got to find the, the strong man of the whole thing. And if I can take out the whole territorial spirit of this whole area, then all the little demons, they run around like crazy and they have no idea what's going on. And it's, we can just mop up afterwards and then God comes in and does what he's going to do. Okay. Um, that's that. So, again, the idea is that these powers and principalities are ruling over people over geographic areas and causing people to fall in certain things. So there might be a, a ruling spirit of uh, poverty over a certain geographic area. And so if we want to see uh, these people get out of poverty, you got to go out and, and find out the spirit of poverty from that area. But first you got to figure out what that spirit's name is to see if it's really poverty. Maybe it's addiction, maybe it's something else. And in, until you got its name, you're going to do that. Now, how you get its name, that's a whole different deal. And, and in my perspective, it's not important. And, and I got to make a caveat, caveat here. Don't do this. This is really dangerous. Do not do this. Um, I believe there are territorial spirits out there. However, biblically based and speaking, I think Jesus has the best way of how to deal with all principalities and powers, um, not just the territorial ones. And I've heard lots of stories of people who have tried to go out there and, and bind up these territorial spirits, and it does not go well. So unless God is telling you, hey, get out there and, and take on this territorial spirit, and even then I would pray about it a lot and get some other advice and wisdom before I just ran out there and started doing it, and I would not do it alone by any means, ooh, um, don't do it. <laughs> I don't think that's really what, what, eh, I, I, I have, I have my issues with this whole idea. Now, are they there? That's what C. Peter Wagner is saying. These powers and principalities are there over geographic areas. There are fallen, uh, angels or demons that are exercising power over these things and causing these areas to be subjugated to whatever type of sin or whatever that that's going on there. And that we need to bind these things so that the kingdom of God will go there. Interesting note, my own personal experience. Um, actually, not my own personal experience, but I'll share a testimony from people who have had some uh, experience with this. In the missions group I was part of, there were some people there that were incredibly gifted with being able to see into this uh, supernatural realm. And so they would walk the streets of a certain city, I won't name what it is, and um, they would see, like even just out of certain buildings, these things coming out. And so, for example, they walked past this one building and it was just this nondescript building, but this person that could see into the supernatural realm said, this is a brothel. And there is like this seductive spirit that's going out into the roadway and pulling people into it. And she's saying she could walk, watch these guys walk by and they'd be, they'd walk into this building, they get pulled in by the spirit that's, that's pulling them in there. And so they said, well, tell you what, can we ask God to send some angels to deal with this? And so they prayed and, and sure enough, this angel showed up and started to hack away at this thing and it hacked away the stuff that was sticking out into the street and cut it back to the building. And I said, aha, look at that. And so now like the spirit is no longer out there in the street causing the seduction and dragging people in. 
However, it's one of those things that they say they walk by later and it's back out there because this thing still has its rights over that area. Um, it's something that whoever is, is involved with that has gifted this, this place, willingly or unwillingly, to this spirit and it's occupying the space and it's doing its thing. So, um, I mean, I've, I've been through areas and sometimes you just feel like, ah, there's something wrong here. And, then, and that might be one of those cases. Again, what are we supposed to do about that? That's a whole different topic for a different day, and we'll talk about that. But in the meantime, please don't go run out and start attacking territorial spirits. That is not a smart nor a wise thing to do, unless you are directed directly by God to do it. And again, get a lot of people, a lot of prayer support to do that, and make sure God's really telling you to do that. Okay, finally, that's so that's C. Peter Wagner. Oh, another thing, C. Peter Wagner, you might have heard about these uh, seven hills for this whole theory of dominism. Um, you know, about these other areas that are not geographical areas, about the arts and politics and, and social stuff. And I, I forgot what all the seven hills are. Same type of thing. There's spirits over those things. So we got to go back and conquer the, the spirits that are over these realms that aren't geographic realms, but they're realms that are part and parcel of the... Uh, of the, of the society as such, and so that way God will be able to come out and do his thing, because we're going to dominate these seven hills, and yeah. Anyways, we'll, we'll talk about that later. All right, moving on to Mr. Gregory Boyd. Um, he has a very thick and very difficult book to read called God at War, um, which a lot of people don't read because it's just so hard to read, and the ideas can be summed up pretty, pretty quickly. Um, he goes into the whole idea of these spirits and he says, listen, these spirits that are out there, that these powers and principalities that are out there, these are really free agents. And he's bringing a whole different perspective to it. So we had Wink, you know, talking about these human systems and there's something there beyond that, but it may not necessarily be a demon, but they can be reclaimed for God. C. Peter Wagner says they're definitely demons, but you know, they're more over certain territories or certain aspects of life. And now we get to Boyd, and he's not really looking at either one or the other, but he's saying the things that are out there doing this, these are free agents. These are spirits that have their own free will. And they can either decide to align themselves with God, like the angels have done, or they can decide to align themselves apart from God. And he says maybe they're kind of making decisions as things go on. And that uh, every free agent out there is going to be making decisions about how to rule over their particular area as, as a power, rule over the principality, and determine how to actually govern as such. So he'll talk about something even like the weather, nature. He says, you know, nature has the creation itself, the physical creation of, of God's uh, earth and the heavens, has been subjugated to sin. And as such, um, it... It groans, it says in Galatians, I believe, forgive me, um, that it groans for the children of God to be revealed, for the sons of God to be revealed. Maybe that's Romans. I'll have to check. My, my apologies. It's a Monday. So there's this idea that um, all of creation in and of itself is, is wanting to be redeemed. And I believe that's absolutely true. I mean, we see that God is going to create a new heavens and a new earth. It's, it's not just about... Um, us as individuals, but God is about to, is trying to restore all things to the kingdom of God. So he says, hey, look, look at something like, uh, like a hurricane, right? You know, I'm, I'm here in Texas, and so we can talk about Hurricane Harvey. He'd say, listen, that, that hurricane, uh, that was not 
God's will that this hurricane came down. God is not about, you know, mass destruction and, and just killing people and all kind of stuff. It's like, no, God is a God is God is a God of love. And so this hurricane coming down and doing that, that's the opposite of God's love. So this was actually a free agent that was moving through creation and causing these issues. And as such, there it is. Now, did you say there's necessarily a, a demon behind these natural effects? Is like, maybe, maybe not. Um, <clears throat> but that they, they can occur. And just because they occur doesn't mean that it's stamped and sealed and approved. That was God's will. He says, no, actually, it wasn't. God desires something better for us. He has something much more in line with us. And yet, we see that uh, nature is fighting against us. He talks about parasites. He's like, hey, what... What good is a parasite? You know, you'll get in, you cause some serious problems. That's not God's will that you get sick with parasites. But these things are out there, and they will cause us harm and do us uh, do us damage. So when he talks about these other, you know, ma- like territorial spirits, like these things can be, you know, uh, free-willed spirits, and they are going to come in and, and do what they're going to do. And they may be aligned with God, they may not. We might have an angel over a certain territory that's responsive to God. We might have a demon that's over a certain territory that's not responsive to God. And so we've got to be, you know, uh, aware that these things are out there, one. And two, they are doing whatever they're going to do. Um, and then he'll talk about, okay, how do we actually deal with that? But his main thing is, listen, there's there's things out here that just because something is happening doesn't mean that's like, hey, this is signed and sealed, approved of, of God's will. All right, so those are three basic perspectives. Um, who's right? Guess what the name of this podcast is? It's called No Easy Answer. So I'm not going to say. But <laughs> I think all three of them give us some perspectives into the idea of... Um, what the powers and principalities are. They show us that there are things out there. There there are both human systems. There are both territories. There are areas of life and society in which um, there are authorities that act over them. And these authorities are beyond just our human uh, totality. There's something else that's out there. And I, I believe that's true. And our struggle is no longer against the uh, flesh and, and blood. It's not against humans. It's against these things and such that we can do it. Now the question becomes, how? What are we supposed to do? And I think the most important thing we can do in this, and we've got to do this, this is very clear because it's very easy to run off the rails. Because we think, aha, we've eaten of the tree of knowledge of good and evil. And once I know it, then I can solve it. Stop. Slow down. We already have our best example in Jesus. Let's look at him. Let's see how he deals with these things. Now, um, next episode, we're going to be talking a little bit about how, but I think we're going to extend that out into two different, two different episodes. First one, we're going to be looking at what happened when Jesus was tempted by the devil himself. What happened when, when that happened and how did Jesus confront that temptation and all the different temptations there? And I think we're going to do it through the lens of, of Dostoevsky and the Grand Inquisitor. So there'll be a spoiler here. If you've never read, read The Brothers Karamazov, it's only 600 pages. You've got three days to do it. I'm warning you. Um, <laughs> actually, you only got to get to about 100 and some odd pages to get to The, the Grand Inquisitor. So you got your homework in front of you. Otherwise, I'll give you a very uh, sad summary of the uh, one of the most amazing literary works 
every known to man. And we can go from there. So, there are powers and principalities out there. Don't go running out there attacking them just yet. Relax. And remember, God is God over all. He is Lord of Lords. He is King of Kings. There's nothing that goes beyond Him. And Jesus has been seated at the right hand of the Father, and in him is all authority, all dominion, and his enemies, these powers and principalities, are being put under his feet. Amen. And they will be completely put under his feet at the end of all time. And we are in the process of seeing that done. Glory to God. So, be blessed. Have a wonderful day. Seek the kingdom of God with all you've got, and uh, do good in all things, and praise our Lord Christ the victor over all the powers and principalities. Amen.